Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. This is your host, Kim Hickey. As usual, I'm going to say it again. I am super excited about my guest today, because who wouldn't be excited about the people they get to pick, right? So I know it probably sounds redundant every week, but... Good golly. So for those of you listening, if you're ever a guest on my show and I don't tell everybody I'm super excited about you, that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. So anyway, <laughs> joining me today is Mr. Keith Katz. How are you today, Keith? I am doing fantastic. So Keith, you are the owner and operator of Quality Service Center in York, Pennsylvania. Yes, I am. Good old York, PA. And so you are responsible for keeping the vehicle safe uh, in your area and doing repairs and maintenance and all of those things. So we thank you for that. Caring, elevating the automotive industry. Sometimes it's like people look at people in the automotive industry like ambulance chasers or those kind of things. <laughs> and it's like, it's a, it, it almost like going for a root canal. It's, it's not often that people are like, I'm so excited to get my vehicle service, but... I know yep. your customers are excited to see you and get their repairs and maintenance. It's like I, I, I've said to, I've had a customer or two say to me, ah, this car picked a bad time to break down. And I said, is it ever a good time? <laughs> well, that's a good point. It's never a good time. So, but yeah, we keep them going. <laughs> keep them going. That's wonderful. And I know you, you you do a great job at your shop of really explaining things to your customers and educating them so they understand the why and how to better take care of their vehicle so that it doesn't pick a bad time to break down. Right. right. And right. part of that is having the right team and internal uh -huh. customers to take uh -huh. care of your external customers. So you recently ran into something and had experience with what we'll call a toxic employee. And uh -huh. um, we're going to just, we're going to call them Pat because just a very generic name could be used for anybody. So we'll, we'll go with Pat. So how, how many years have you been in business? I've been in business for myself for 23 years. 23 I've been years. Doing, yep. And I've been in the automotive field since 1981. So I don't know how many years that is, but it's a long time. <laughs> Actually, I think that'd be what? 41 years now. I don't, I don't want you to say because I graduated in 84. And so I just don't even want to think about it. I block, I conveniently block that out. <laughs> the math, 
anything to do with the eighties. I'm like, I just block out the math. I don't, I don't want to know. I got got you there. (laughs) So here you, you hired, we'll give or take a year ago, Pat. Mm -hmm. And Pat came to work and tell us the story. Well, Pat came to work off of a recommendation of a friend. And as we all know, this is the time of uh, in our lives where technicians are hard to find. Uh, good technicians, you know, you have to pay a premium for them. And this Pat came to me as a recommendation and it was affordable. So I hired Pat and I did the biggest no-no that you should never do, and I bypassed my usual process for interviewing, and I brought him on because a friend of mine said, this is a good guy, you need to hire him. So that's what I did. So then the first week, I think it was, yeah, it was the first week he was there, probably the first day or two, I said to myself, oh, I don't, I don't think this is a good hire. There were just some little things, um, some inconsistencies, um, just, I don't know, just didn't, it didn't sit right in my stomach. And by the end of that first week, I lost one of my previous employees uh, over Pat. This employee quit. It was an ugly quit. And he wouldn't really say why he quit. He just said, I think it'd be better for me to move on. And this was totally unexpected? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I okay. Yeah. You know, because I, I watch and observe what goes on in the shop and you think things are going well. You know, you see people talking and laughing, so you think it's okay. But several months after this other employee left, I, I finally got to go out to dinner with him. And I'm like, hey, what? what really happened here. And that's when he explained to me that Pat was the whole reason that he left. And that's what drove him out. So I lost a good, I mean, that other employee was with me for like three and a half years. So it wasn't like, yeah. So, um, and obviously they had a lot of respect for you and liked you and liked working for you or they wouldn't have went out to dinner with you. Right. When they, yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, at first there was no communication with me and him, but then he started sending me text messages and back and forth. And, you know, my wife even encouraged me. She said, why don't you go out to dinner with him, find out what's going on? I'm like, I'm not going out to dinner with him. I finally caved and I did it because wives always have the better ideas. And um, so I sat down and talked to him and, and he was quite open. I tried to get him back as a as a employee, but he said at this point he's he's just going to stay where he's at. So, so I lost a tenured employee over, over Pat because of his toxicity. And had you seen, so within the first week you had like a hinky feeling, right? You saw some things that maybe were not what you were expecting. And Mm -hmm. then at the time when your tenured employee left, you didn't know it was directly because of Pat. I, I didn't know that part, but by that time I was like, I'm not really comfortable with this guy, but now because of other circumstances at the shop, Pat was my only technician left. So you do what every owner does. You don't let them go because you you need a technician. So you hold on to them and you start ignoring some things and 
turn aside to those items. And one of the things that he would do to to me is he would come to me and he would say to me, hey, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And I'd be like, wow, I didn't, I didn't see that, didn't know that. So I'd sit down and talk with my service advisor and I'd say, hey, Pat said a X, Y, Z. And he said, no, Pat told me ABC. And I'm like, so who who's telling it? What's the truth here? And it became a thing where you 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 couldn't you couldn't believe anything he would say. And even if it was truth, you didn't know. Was it really truth? Or or it, it just became this whole thing that you couldn't trust him. And that was, you know, one of the big things with a, a toxic employee. You 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 can no longer trust him. And when that trust is broken, that's really where it needs to end. But again, you know, I needed a technician. And if I let him go, guess who's in the shop all by himself? Me. So you just kind of continue to put up with things. So you you mentioned the description of toxic employee. We've all had them. We've all worked with them. We've all seen them. But do you want to describe to you what, uh, in your words, what a toxic employee is? How much time do I have to do that? Um, <laughs> we just know, have all day. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, some sure signs of a toxic employee is, first of all, the trust. I mean, you can't trust anything that they're saying. Another thing is that they never admit that they're wrong. Pat, he always had an excuse for everything. Uh, it, it was the part. It was the car. It was the weather. It was, you know, whatever. But it was never Pat. And that, that really bothered me. He, he would play mind games with you. Um, very manipulative. He always had to be right. Even when he was wrong, he always had to be right. You know, and, you know, we had that kind of joke going around, you know, Hey, when the customer's wrong, remember customer's always right. But I know he had to always be right. Everything that he, you would say or do, he would kind of twist it and manipulate it. So it would benefit him. And there's no no loyalty because uh, I could go into stories and stories about that. But there's so many things that a toxic employee has, but yet we we some reason hold on to them because we think like we can't live without them. So I don't know how to wrap it all up into one easy sentence. Um, I think what you said is perfect, and that's. One of the things I was so happy that you agreed to share your story is many times when there's somebody that's toxic. So listen, there's all different levels and degrees of employees gone wrong. Some of them, they just late all the time. They don't care. They don't, whatever. There's all different levels, but the truly toxic ones are so detrimental to your business and they're almost professionals at it. You know, many of them, at least most of them, the more toxic somebody is, the better that they are at their craft. And in this case, it was a technician. And I think that's part of their game, right? They're, they make themselves appear invaluable because they excel at whatever skill that they have, that they go and do all these other things behind the scenes. And we overlook it because, oh my gosh, they're so great at what they do, or they're generating so much sales, or we don't have to worry about comebacks or whatever it is. And they they manipulate you into thinking that you can't can't be without them, right? And so it's like trying to think of the word just escape me because it makes me crazy just even thinking about them. And 
how how often we put up with them, people in our in our lives, and and they kind of emotionally hold you hostage, right? And they hold your business hostage and everyone else. And then you find everyone in the shop or whatever business it is is kind of walking on eggshells around them, and it's horrible because then they know the owner's not going to get rid of them because that's their you know superstar or the best biller or the best customer service or the best in sales. And then it, it, everyone has to work around them and their idiosyncrasies and all of that. Yeah. And you did that for a long time, but how long did you have Pat there? He, he was, it was less than a year that he lasted. Less than a year. I mean, we talk to people all the time and 20 years they've had somebody like that or 10 years or five years. And they just didn't know because it happened gradually, you know, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. started out like a superstar and then all these little things started happening and, the business and the people around them make little adjustments, little adjustments, little adjustments until it's like they're, it's crazy. It's crazy. I talked, I talked with another shop owner that uh, had a toxic employee and um, he had this employee for two years. And I was like, how, how, how could you do that? And he said his exact words, I was determined to change him. I was going to change him. And, you know, I'm all about grace and forgiveness and second and third chances. I get it. You know, we, we all have, we all have our failures, but I don't know what it would have taken to, to break this toxicity and, and, and change, you know, I, I don't know what's deep rooted in his life that um, makes him that way. Uh, so to me, the only the best thing for me to do for the business and for my own health really was to have to have to part ways. And that's, that's what we, that's what we had to do. It was, it wasn't a pretty party. I'll I'll be honest. It wasn't pretty, but uh, it was definitely necessary. Even, even when Pat left, he said to me, he said, this has been the worst work experience of my life. And I'm like, you know, I, I could sit here and brag about all the things we do, did for Pat, but um, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, it's like you look back and you're like, this is your worst? Man, holy smokes. So I don't know. I don't know. Wow. you And this got so stressful. You even started having some health issues a little bit from it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't, you don't understand really what it does to you health-wise. Um, I was starting to have some severe back issues. I mean, some pain, you know, every time I'd sit up, stand up from even sitting on the recliner at home, my wife would say, you look like an old man. Well, I guess I am, but she said, you know, and so I was seeing uh, the doctor and the chiropractor for this and they couldn't find anything. They make adjustments and this and that. And there's just this sharp pain in my back. And within a week or two of Pat leaving, all of a sudden, the symptoms started going away. And I was like, wow, can a, can a person really affect your health that much? I, I had no clue. And, you know, how many other shop owners are out there with whatever ailments they have or, or anything, you know, the stress in their life, maybe migraines, maybe not being able to sleep at night, all because they feel like they need to keep this employee. And I, I I get it. I, I was I was the same way. I so I you know, it is what it is when you go through it. And I hope that this podcast will help others understand and see that 
you don't have to put up with this. You, you don't have to do this. And that's really why I decided to come forward because, you know, at first I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to stir the waters and ruffle people's feathers and all. But when I saw on Facebook owners group page, several owners posting about these toxic employees and, you know, I can't let them go because, you know, they've worked for me for 10 years or 15 years or, you know, I'll have to go back out in the shop if I let them go. It's like, I get it. I understand, but it's, it's time to move on and let them go. So keeping them, it comes at such a cost. And sometimes we get blindsided by, well, they're generating X amount of revenue or they're keeping me from having to go in and be at the counter or go out to the shop or whatever. So in your head, you sort of justify and say they're mm-hmm. doing these good things and they're generating revenue, but it, the, the behind the scenes cost to your health, the other, you know, internal customers health losing to good employees because you also had someone that was going to come and work for you and then met Pat and then said, no, thank you. Yeah. And that was part of the struggle, um, going through this, um, looking for technicians and they'd come in and they interview and then they meet Pat and one, one in particular, you know, I pretty much had him hook, line and sinker, had all the arrangements made and everything. And he called me up two days later and says, you know, I, 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 I don't think I can come work for you. And he didn't ever tell me why, but, you know, everything was going good until he met Pat. So I'm like, there's got to be something here. But again, if I let Pat go, guess who's out in the shop by himself? You know, um, looking back, I, I wish I would have done it earlier. But you, you always learn from your mistakes. And this was a big one that I learned from. And and. I've told several people, including my wife, my coach, and everything. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll never do this again. If if someone comes in and I start getting those vibes, you know, might be the nicest guy in the world, I'll let him go. I'm not putting myself through that again. You got to trust your gut, right? Your instinct, your that. You, you had mentioned something to me that it just broke my heart because I know almost every business owner has been through it with somebody that they have that's toxic and they don't realize or don't have a label on it, or it's just that person you work with or that works for you that just makes everybody miserable and makes things 10 times more difficult. And you said you almost got like, would look forward to them calling in sick. You you would be like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, if, if he didn't show up one day or he was off or he took a, three day long weekend one time. And it was just like, it was just like the heavens opened up and like, ah, you know, it just (laughs) felt so good. And you know, that's, that's sad that while I tried to be a good boss to him, while I tried to do everything right, and even tried in some ways to, you know, talk to him and say, "You're, you're a great tech, but we need to change some things. It just it just wasn't working, and so the the few days off that Pat took just made me feel wonderful. It really did. And the day the day after I well actually the night the night after I let him go, uh, I slept so good. I really did. <laughs> I gotta be honest. It was probably the best night's sleep I had in a long time. <laughs> so yeah, it's you just 
And I get it. I, I get why we do it. I understand. And, and so I'm not judging anybody else that might be listening to this and still has that employee that they're like, oh, I wish I would let them go. I can't stand it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us can say we've had employees that we've let go. And after we let them go, the other employees say, whew, man, glad you finally got rid of him. I've Not only the employees, yeah, the, 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 you'll hear it from your vendors and from your external customers and from your, and then you're like, why the heck didn't everybody tell me all of this? behind. It's like almost shocking, but it's not. But how many people step forward and say, holy cow, you know, if, if you didn't do that or how many people sometimes you didn't know how close they were to leaving and they come and say, if you didn't get rid of them or they didn't leave or whatever, however you want to word it, I, I wasn't going to be here any longer. You know, I just couldn't take it. Yep. And Well, I, I had that with one of my uh, technicians that I had hired they had been with me three weeks, four weeks, somewhere around there, four or five, I don't remember. And uh, the day after I let Pat go, they came to me and said, I don't think I could have worked for you much longer. And I was wow. like, wow, that was, and, and they're, they're, I mean, granted, maybe their skill level wasn't the same as Pat's was, but that, that really hurt in some ways that, that I had allowed that to affect other people around me and uh so again you're not it's just you got to look at everything that's being involved there with um your other employees like you said your vendors i never even thought about vendors i don't no vendor has come to me and say wow i'm sure glad you let pat go but i maybe they're thinking it i don't know oh i've had those calls when (laughs) it's like you know and different because they, you know, mistreated the vendors or didn't speak to them properly, or they acted like they did to everybody else, to those people. And I was not aware of it because the vendors, of course, want to service you and collect your money. So, you know, they're not going to come usually and say, hey, that employee you have is horrible. Mm-hmm. You need to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, the signs that you have to look for i mean some of them you you mentioned about toxic behaviors from the employee but for yourself when you start hating going into your own business when you start being excited that you know somebody is is not there for the day when you see that the whole environment if somebody's out is more jovial and people are happier and they look there's so many little signs that we have to Mm -hmm. look for and it and it's hard and we put up with a lot of stuff especially in today's world. And we could spend hours talking about the great resignation and there aren't any good people out there to work, which there are good people to work. We have to just look harder for them. But people are clinging on, I think, more than ever, clinging on to people that they shouldn't. That's not, you know, abiding by your mission and vision and they're not bettering the business and they're not bettering your internal and external customers. And we're so desperate to have somebody to try to get the work out because yep. we feel like we're letting our external customers down. We don't that. I think we, we allow ourselves to get jammed up. And mm-hmm. then some of the stuff they pull is gradual and you don't realize it. It's it's they're like professionals at manipulating things. And they always manage to be, I think at the right place at the right time. And make themselves look like the savior. They're, they're always happy to point out what everybody else did wrong and, oh, but don't worry, Keith, I fixed that for you. And you start thinking, oh my goodness, thank 
goodness, I have Pat. All these other people are doing these things wrong and Pat is taking care of it for me. And they are professional manipulators. So it brought back two two points, you know, that you say about, you know, hey, I'm the savior. Look what I did for you. We were having, I got to give you this one example. We were having a struggle with one of the vehicles here and we just couldn't seem to pinpoint what was wrong with this and everything. And Pat came in one morning and we always have our morning huddles and he kind of like stood aside and everything. And, you know, you talk about walking on eggshells every day was like, okay, what's Pat going to do today? He didn't know. But anyway, he came in the one day and I said, something bothering you? He goes, well, yeah, nobody thanked me. And I said, thank you for what? He said, well, last night I took time on myself at home to look up this and I found the problem and no one thanked me. And I'm like, you didn't tell me till now. So how was I supposed to thank you? But, you know, it, it's it's the here I am, savior of the world. Look what I'm going to do for you. And right. you didn't and you didn't thank me. And I was like, wow, that's that's rough. The other thing you said that that really hit home was hate going to work. I can't tell you, I not hate it going to work. I despised going to work. I really did. I lived for the weekends. I put up during the week and then on the weekends. And I'm the type of shop owner that a lot of times I would come into the shop like on Saturday morning and maybe tidy something up or move something around. Or I, I just, I enjoy being here by myself uninterrupted. And I would just do little things here and there, nothing big. I stopped doing that altogether because I hate it coming into this building. I, I literally despised it. And uh, once Pat was gone and I forget, I had to come in to do something one weekend and I was like, well, feels pretty good coming in here. No one here to bother me and I can get this <laughs> done and that done. And, you know, but it, it was so depressing going to work. And yet, you know, I kept saying to myself, I own this place. I mean, I'm the owner. Why do I hate coming to work so much? And uh, you, you just, I don't know, sometimes I think you just lose all uh, common sense or something. I, I don't know what it is, but it was just crazy that you would just put up with, that I just put up with it the way I did. Well, I, I know that you're certainly not alone in that. And I think we've all been there, Any any business owner has has been in that position and if you never have been hats off to you and kudos because you learned much quicker than i did (laughs) but that you know at the end of the day we do have to remember that that is our business and we make the rules and Uh so many times we're afraid to say something or it's just little things little things little things and we let it pile up and they're those they're pretty good those toxic employees emotional hijackers whatever you want to call them they just start out with little things in the beginning. So it's it's not something big enough to write them up for or big enough to, it's it's little tiny things that they start doing. And then by the time you realize what's happening, it's like, okay, now if you want to let them go, whatever, like legally, can you? you, you hadn't written them up, but h- how do you, some of this stuff is so little. And so uh-huh. you have to really take notes in the beginning and have those conversations and, 
make sure that any of your internal customers understand your 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 mission, your vision, your pillars, your fundamentals, whatever your business goes by. And you have to have those guardrails there and the processes. And so when they do something out of there and it's not something, quote unquote, bad enough to write them up for or whatever that you can say, gosh, Pat, you know, I'm a little surprised that behavior or how you just asked that. It's not really aligning with our mission and vision, uh, mission and vision, or again, whatever you call it. Let's talk about this. You know, how how can we make this more in alignment? How's another way we could have said that or mentioned that to to follow our mission? And then it takes the emotion out of it because you have something to refer back to and to look at and say it's it's right here. It's all in here, right? Uh-huh. Everything we need to to follow the culture. So. I know everybody's going to be wondering, are you still friends with the friend that recommended Pat to you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately, I'm I'm good at letting business be business and friends be friends. And, you know, at at first I was like, I was like, and you're an idiot. I can't believe this. But we've (laughs) talked. We've talked and, you know, we both he he doesn't. My friend doesn't see Pat the way I see Pat. And so we agreed. Has Pat to, ever worked for your friend? Yes. Wow. Okay. And it was, I don't, I, I can't say it was very manipulative. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. I've heard stories, so I'm not going to say anything. But my friend and I have agreed to disagree and continue on as friends. So, and I'm okay with that. I, I really That's am. That's awesome. But uh, at least it wasn't like your brother-in-law or something. You know, a lot of business owners get into trouble with that when they hire their brother-in-law or sister-in-law or father, you know, in-laws or something. And then it's like, boy, they're really in a pickle because if they let them go, a family member, then it's going to ruin Thanksgiving or. uh, But at the end of the day, it's your business and you get to make the rules. And Uh as hard as entrepreneurs and the backbone of America, you know, work to have businesses and to provide jobs for people and help the community and do all of that. They don't deserve to hate going into their own business. They don't, you don't deserve it. And I hope more people realize that it's, it's not a punishment. It shouldn't be a punishment to own a business and help provide for other families. So. Yeah. I know one of the things that I, I, Anytime I would confront him, he wouldn't take no for an answer. I mean, that's 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 a hard clue right there. And I could I could I, I finally, you know, had to throw him a weight, not physically, but I, I finally said, Look, this is my business, I own the business, and this is how we're gonna do it. But he would still want to argue. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't take no for an answer and he would never stop arguing. And he would argue his same point over and over and over and over. And I would try to interact and interrupt and say something. And Pat just would never let me get two cents in right there, you know, insubordination, most people would say, and I get it, but I was in a different frame of mind back then. So they wear you down though. And anybody that says, I wouldn't tolerate that. I mean, they, they wear you down. They're professionals at what they do. They've perfected their craft yep. because they've done it at too many places. And 
you know, it's sort of like before I became a parent, I was very good at being like, oh, I would never let my kid do that. And oh my God, they're look at what their kid is doing. And I wouldn't let them eat candy or soda, whatever it is. And then, well, you have your, and some days you're exhausted and then they'd just be like, mommy, 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 please, please. And, it, and I'd be like, no, 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 no. And then finally just in exhaustion <laughs> and of me, uh, not often did they get away with it, but every now and then I, I, it just was like anything to keep the peace or to, to make quiet. And I think that's where we get to in the business when that's happening. It's like, you're almost willing to do anything to have a calm and, and, and peaceful moment, which is not a good feeling at your business. Yeah. One, one thing I would say to anyone out there um, that maybe knows an owner that's going through this and they don't see it. Boy, I hope I can get through this part, but <laughs> in the midst of all this that was going on, I had a friend from my 20 group reach out to me. And he didn't know what I was going through. He just called and said, hey, buddy, what's going on? And I unloaded on him. I really did. I said, here's what's going on. A lot of tears were shed. Because of the first time someone reached out to me. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is, that was a Friday that he called me. And Sunday morning, I woke up and I said to my wife, I said, I had this really weird dream last night. She said, what was it? I said, I had a dream that Andrew came to the shop on Monday morning and surprised me. And Andrew lives in Tennessee. I'm in Pennsylvania. It's far-fetched. You know, it's just a dream, whatever. Monday morning, I'm at work. 1030 in the morning, my uh, customer service lady comes out. She says, there's someone here to see you. And I said, I, I, I can't talk right now. I'm busy. She goes, no, I think you want to come out here. All right, give me 10 minutes. I'll be out. I was, I was upset because I'm like, I don't want to be interrupted. I have to work in the shop right now. Don't interrupt me. Cleaned my hands up, walked out. And there was Andrew. And oh my I was like, gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> I was just like, and I told him about the dream. I'm like, you don't, you can't even imagine this. And uh, he came up for two days, not to condemn me or to be mad at me or tell me what I'm doing wrong. He just came up to be a friend. And it still gets emotionally to me. I'm sorry. Oh, but, no, uh, <laughs> but it was um, it was what I needed at that time. So I say to other shop owners, you see someone struggling with it, be that friend. Because it could it could mean the world of difference to them. And it meant a world of difference to me. <clears throat> All right, I'm good. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing. I'm like, I'm glad I'm, I'm like, am I wearing waterproof mask? <laughs> I know I am. So we're good. <laughs> so yeah, be, be that friend. Thank you for sharing that. What a beautiful story. I'm going to have to get Andrew to come on maybe and see how he knew to reach out and, and all of that. And it is so important because people are going through so much today and at any time and you just don't know. And, how amazing of a friend that Andrew noticed that you just needed somebody in your corner. 
Yep, it was uh, it was life changing at the time for me. It really was, you know, because you think first of all, many shop owners think they're going through this alone. Oh, I got this person. I'm the only person that has dealt with this, and nobody understands. There's a lot of us out there that understand, and you know. I guess now I can raise my hand and say, I understand. I, I don't want to see anyone else go through this. But uh, it's like you said, Kim, they, they are professionals at it and they know what to do to manipulate you and to to um, bully you. And, you know, again, I hear shop owners say, well, I'm the shop owner. I'm in charge. I'm not a... Yeah, it, it happens subtly and, and quietly at first and then... Before you know it, it's full blown and, and you're done. So it, it does. And that's, I think, their genius is if only they use their superpowers for good, right? Because their genius is those little small things. And so you start making small adjustments until it's bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's, it, we, we laughed when we talked about it before about getting a new suspension on your vehicle or a new clutch or something. A little bit, you know, starts to wear out. You make slight adjustments and you're driving to accommodate that. And then all of a sudden that becomes your norm is driving like that. And then when you get new ones, you know, a new clutch or a new suspension, you're like, holy cow, can't believe I was driving like that. I, yep. I just, so I, I so appreciate you telling your story. And I just love the part also about Andrew and I hope there's to, for me, there's a lot of so many takeaways from this call. And just at the end of the day, we just need to be good humans, right? Good humans to each other. <laughs> and so if you're one of those toxic employees, knock it off. Use your superpowers for good instead of evil. And uh, if you see somebody struggling with that on the other side, just be their friend, be there for them. And don't, you're not stuck. It's your business. And, you get to make the rules. So. Yep. Exactly it. Exactly it. <laughs> Trust your gut. Go with your Don't gut listen instinct. To your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to your dang friends. Just trust your gut. And follow your processes. Uh, right. So it's so yeah. easy to look back, right. And go, Holy cow. And you hear the same thing about anything, a friendship gone wrong, a marriage gone wrong, a, whatever it's like oh my gosh i can't believe i lived like that for all those years or uh -huh, uh -huh. but gosh these people are they know what they're doing they know what they're doing the drama that pat brought into our business it's it's like i think you said it earlier it's 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 like a movie that you're watching and and you watch the movie and you're like how can you be so stupid <laughs> and, and, you know, don't do that. Don't go in that room. You know that they're in there with the chainsaw or whatever it right. is, you know? And, and, and yet, you know, we, we sit back and we don't, we don't play out the movie in our own lives sometimes uh, the way that we would do it when we're watching it and we're, you know, maybe a, a spectator, so to speak. But as, as a shop owner, we, we know what we're supposed to do. If you don't know what you do, you're supposed to do, obviously you haven't been through all the training at ATI or you're not listening. <laughs> I don't know which one it is. And it's funny because this whole this whole podcast got started because I went on Facebook and, and I apologize to all my coaches, trainers, and everybody for being that person that didn't listen to their advice. And uh, <laughs> it's, 
you, you get to that point and, and I'm sorry I did, but I'm, I'm glad I did because I, I feel like I'm a better, a better man and a better owner because of it. So sometimes it's the my goodness, nothing go to apologize for. And, and you yeah. probably wouldn't have realized how truly amazing Andrew was, even though you knew he was, I mean, so there's a lot of wonderful things that, that came out of this and uh, exactly we gotta, we gotta learn from our, our lessons and, the trick is to not repeat them too many times. Try to try to learn the first time. I'm not always good at that. Sometimes it takes me a few and I go, gosh, dang it. Why did I do this again? Yeah. I know better. Yeah. Well, I, I hope I don't. I hope I don't <laughs> I'm sure do everybody again. will be watching like a hawk and your wife included saying that yep. we're not doing that again. Here's the sign. <laughs> Exactly. So So you need to have your little print out your list of the toxic employees when you're interviewing and just be like, hey, do I see any any of that? Joe? Oh, trust Thank me, you. it'll be it'll become part of the process. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. And I, everybody's been there. And if you are in that now, get out, get out of it, get out, reach out to somebody, reach out to us, call somebody, phone a friend. Say, hey, I, I feel stuck. I really don't know what to do. And uh, how do I turn the page? So thank you again for your time. I know you're super busy, so I really appreciate it. And everybody, well, stay safe, make good choices, and stay inspired. And we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.